Okay, so welcome back to the Coffee and Anti-Racism podcast. I am the CEO of Strawberry Words Training Consultancy, and I'm joined by Angelina Rizza. And you know what? In our pre-chat, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce the name of your company. So you just you know, have to say it now. <laughs> this is unforgettable. Oh, the name of my company. I thought you were going to say my surname, which is Rizza, like pizza. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I've just I've assumed how terrible of me. I tell people not to do yeah. that. That's cool. That's okay. cool. It's it's unforgettable. And uh, the name of my company is Voce. So Voce in Italian. So Voce yes. Consult. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And you got to say your name one more time because I'm not making that mistake again. Voce. No. Re- the, your surname. Oh, Rizza. Think of Rizza. pizza. Got it. Pizza, Rizza. <laughs> got it. Got it. It's all Italian. Okay. So we connected recently through a mutual uh, business friend or my mentor, actually. And and I was really interested in what you do because you involve theater in your work and, and also you do DEI work, which obviously um, is very close to what, what we do. And because we, as Stra- Strawberry Words, we started out as a theater and education company. We, we've moved more into uh, more traditional forms of training, although what we do is quite creative. We're not using theater in the way that you do. And I just thought, It'd just be really interesting to find out a bit more about how that works for you at Voce. Yeah. Uh, and just, yeah, just get a bit more insights. Um, again, because this podcast, it, it is for organisations that are wanting to embrace having difficult conversations, particularly around race. But I think what this can do for organisations is just to give them, uh, enable them to understand that it doesn't have to happen in one way. It doesn't have to be, um yeah there's there's other ways of doing things so that's why I want to kind of get into this with you so um just looking at your LinkedIn profile your description set you describe yourself as an expert in change transition and behavioral agility what does all that mean yeah no good good question so it's really about being uh ready for anything not everything Um, And that's really fundamentally what it comes down to, because we can never plan or anticipate everything. Mm. So it's about having the right mindset, state and tool set to be able to say, "Okay, I can cope with this situation. Let me take a breath. Um, And having worked in change across public sector, corporate for many, many years, you know, we implemented big transformational change. But the most important change starts with us. The most important change starts with the individual. And it's the same with um, ED&I, D&I, whichever way you you, you prefer to to describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, it, Because it does start with the individual, whether you are a person of privilege or whether you're a person um, within a a minority group, it it has to start with individual on on both sides. And for me, um, it is all about enabling behavioral change. And that can sometimes start with big conversations. Um, But it's also that you know when you're in a conversation that I have no idea what to say I've absolutely frozen and Mm. it's and and so I work with organizations to um uh look at uh, sometimes it's bringing teams together sometimes it's uh looking at uh, across culture sometimes it's um obviously uh and and in in this in the theater learning space Mm. um I deliver leadership and um uh uh, ED&I uh uh, learning programs using theater change because theater learning because it 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 enables so much it unlocks it gives you permission I know, I know, I love it. To be able to do things differently. 
Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, it, what I've always found with theatre is that it provides a level of safety. So rather than you having to bring yourself to the room or to the conversation, you can, you know, you can hide behind a, a character or a situation or a scenario. Yeah. No. And that, that's that's the beauty of it. So we, we can. So, it, you know, if we have, for example, a one day event, um, we have set scenarios that mm. are set. But we also have lots of different endings and we also have very talented uh, professional actors who will improv according to the audience's direction. So yes. in that way, yeah. participants can um, can actually try out how they think they would handle this situation yes. without actually being in that situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we can develop that in in it to real play mm. where they can become that character. But it becomes within that audience members control mm. what they're comfortable with, etc. But let's not be you know, let's not forget we are dealing with the uncomfortable here. Yes. You know? it, yeah. We are dealing with the uncomfortable. Yeah. And part of and part of what we do is to try and make that uncomfortable um, bearable and comfortable and actually in a place where you are agile enough to deal with the situation in safety. Yeah, yeah because obviously what we can't do is just make, you know, because that's one of the questions we always get. So how do you make talking about race comfortable? I said, we're not, we're just not there yet. And actually it's in the discomfort that the learning lies, but we want uh, participants to get to a point where it's, it's, it's uncomfortable but it's tolerable to the point where you yes. can have the conversation so absolutely I get that yeah I had feedback recently yeah you know because one of my questions is did you experience discomfort mm. in any event you know in my post course questionnaires because that's really important for me to know and if I haven't noticed I haven't really done my job but mm. um but but certainly people say yes I was uncomfortable at times but it was not in a bad way yeah yeah that's important. you know it was in an important yeah. way so, so yeah. you know that that is really important yeah so Going back to your thinking about theatre, why would, why did you, why, what was it that made you think, okay, actually, this is the way we're going. We're going to go with a theatrical approach. Yeah. That's, I, I that think, can be scary to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I think, first of all, it's not, it's not, it's scary to me in a way, because although, um, you know, uh, worked in drama and things as, as, as a youngster, I think as we get older, we get really frightened of putting ourselves out there and being silly, you know, mm. and improvising and being mm. something different than what society expects us to do. Um, so it, it can be really, really difficult. But, you know, throughout history, we've used performance and enactment to get messages across mm. and to influence. And now in the 21st century, we've got film, animation, gaming, endless options for audio and visual stimulation. And I felt, let's try and embrace as many of these tools as possible mm. to create connection. Because whatever our makeup, we need connect to mm. connect, however we prefer to connect. And it's through connection that we create rapport and start to build the platform that allows us to change. Yeah. Um, and so it can powerfully, through the exploration of characters and, and mood, and um, it encourages us to exercise our empathy muscles mm, mm. Um, and certainly you know I work with a lot in the neurodivergent space also um, it allows people comfortably to observe yes and and say okay they may not identify what feelings coming towards them but they will remember an experience yeah they will remember yeah. something and we can build on that I think that's a really good point because I think sometimes when we have these conversations if you don't have the minority or you know some minoritized people in the room it can be very difficult to explain how you know a neurodivergent person or you know in my case you know an ethnic minor minority person might 
uh, be feeling or might react or so and so. And I suppose with theatre, you get more of an opportunity to portray that and 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 therefore evoke that empathy. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 also, um, what, one thing that I'm really proud of is our actors are all diverse. Mm. You know, we we try um, we we try. You know, ninety five percent of the time we manage it to make sure that we have actors of color, we have trans actors, we have um, minority group actors, mm. um, and we're able to support that community as well in making this work. So they bring their experiences yeah. to that performance and the discussions as well. So you know, which is absolutely imperative because I can already hear the comeback. You know, if you didn't, yeah. you know wow you know using your privilege or whatever it might be because you know we hear all these things all the time so yeah absolutely that's you know really um very yeah. important that you do and that. absolutely because i'm stood there as a white heterosexual woman mm. um uh, you know trying to be trying to be a bridge between this corporate culture mm. and the the minority groups and say actually open your doors yeah, it's not because some some um, approaches to, for example, LGBTQI plus plus um, training, etc., can be a bit frightening for corporates. Too much, too quickly. Yeah. So it's a way of bridging that gap and and, yeah. and slowly uh, building that that platform for change and that openness. Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to quickly tell you about Crafting Compassionate Cultures, Strawberry Words' flagship online learning hub designed for organisations to become equitable, diverse and, and inclusive. Through our online CPD accredited courses, quizzes, bite-sized videos, resources and so much more. Avoid discrimination litigation, create safe workplaces, attract and retain ethnic minorities. Look, Email us at admin at strawberrywords.co.uk. Now back to the episode. Yeah, Aren't we just amazing that we're doing this work? You know, because I'm hearing you and I'm like, it is hard sometimes. It's because hard. There is a yeah. lot of resistance, you yeah. know, but it, it is about being creative and finding the ways in. And and so obviously you you do have clients that are, are getting, are bringing your work in. What What is it you think those clients value the most? So, uh, you know, there there are, and, and, and this is a really important point, I have, and I'm not in a position to turn clients down. I'm a, you know, I'm a growing independent business, but I do turn clients down sometimes because there has to be a relationship. Yeah. They have to be open to me getting to know what makes them as an organization, how they work, why they work the way they work. What I feel, you know, if I spoke to my existing clients, the feedback is I make it real, yes. real and relatable to their situation. Um, so I, I work very hard to um, to understand and pinpoint what change is critical for them, for that organisation uh, to achieve. Um, and But the client has to be willing to invest this time too. You know, really, really important. We've talked about the uncomfortable and tackling, you know, the elephant in the room in a safe way. You know, that's certainly appreciated. But But change can only happen if I manage to tap in to what they can relate to. Yeah, and yeah. so even though you know, of course, I have standard scenes, etc. We always try to 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 make that um uh, make that uh, really really important. Now, um, but a client has to be willing to invest this time. It's not an off the shelf 
product because of the diversity and because of the you know as you will know yourself so um so yeah it's really important that I have the time to build that relationship with client to make the event and the program hopefully you know it becomes a program something that becomes very memorable but most importantly something that they can act upon when they go back to work and they know how to do that absolutely because that's it you know that's the reason why they're getting you in right so they get get impact so that makes sense and I wonder what is it like how do you know because again I sometimes I hesitate and I think this this is one of been this has been one of the reasons why our theatre work hasn't carried over to our training work in in a very um open way we'll do it in a few games you know we'll digitally kind of put things in but yeah um, it's because I know that some adults feel so vulnerable, so put on the spot. You know, children, you know, you can generally work with them. But adults, like you say, they can be afraid to play. They can forget how to play. How do you deal with people? And, and I know what you're saying. You're not you're not suggesting or you're, what you're not doing is having um, each participant you know, pretend to be a tree. You've got performers that are doing stuff. But there's still that yeah. uncomfortability of having this fictional situation and having to kind of play pretend to get yourself into your mindset into this scenario how do you deal with people's objections to wanting to be involved in that sort of situation it's it's a that that's a really good question um preparation and managing expectations is really important um so for example i had a client which i did turn down recently who wanted to um us to to surprise the c-suite with something different with an event and of course it is something different Mm. but in this through the filter through this really important topic there can be no surprises Mm. in terms of expectations of what they're gonna what's gonna happen when they're in the room yeah Yeah? Yeah. and that that helps that helps but however much preparation work we do we're always going to be in a situation where we have to read in the moment yeah, and we have to understand what happens in the moment and that that's what you're describing so yeah. we're very careful to manage numbers of the groups and ratios to facilitators really carefully yes our facilitators including myself were all coaches mm. um so you know we're, we're good at, at reading these situations mm. um and can support individuals if they start to become um uh, uncomfortable but it, it, experience does show um that um this is actually the ideal environment to push the boundaries and where people do feel uncomfortable or even object when we explore that objection. Mm. Yeah. There's, you know, and, and I'm really happy to explore that privately one-to-one or yeah, you know, yeah. to explore that objection. It's usually um, some fear, some embarrassment, and that actually there's an ally somewhere in the room or we mm. act as that ally to bridge that gap. Yeah. Um, and, and we tend to feel that, in the majority, people are grateful to share and be transparent about their own diversity. I don't think I've ever run an event where I haven't had um, a member of staff, therefore a member of the audience, reveal something really significant mm. about their diversity or about their intersectionality, which yeah. is really, you know, really, really amazing. Yeah. If we were in the, in the situation where, you know, uh, we do so much preparation we also like to do profiling um so insights discovery is part of our offer sorry what do you mean by that profile insights discovery is a personality profiling tool okay. so where we can understand people's behavioral preferences yes, in terms yes. of it, it, ex, uh, extrovert introvert right. etc yes, yes. um and so it, 
with many of our organizations we're able to get a profile of yeah. the groups. Because you've got to be careful when you say profiling to a black person, you know, because it's yeah, yeah. a whole oh, different oh, thing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was getting scared there. My heart was just beating fast. Like, what? <laughs> no, so oh, explain, explain. Yeah. And so we get a good feel and often we get one to ones with the audience beforehand yeah. as well. Um, yeah. and we also uh, run run surveys on awareness, etc. But it has to be in the place, in that room, being able to read the room and yeah. having being agile we talk about behavioral agility lots of other directions to take this discussion or, or activity into yeah that will actually put that person in a more comfortable place that that's where yeah really safe, safety is, is 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 paramount and and so just to finish off you know as you see i know you do a lot of different work in in different areas but again we're talking primarily about the dei work that you're doing you know sometimes I find myself in situations where I'm having to try to convince leaders, look, this is why you need this education or this training. What, 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 what reasons do you give um, to kind of let them see, you know, this is the reason why you need it? Yeah, and, and I think so. So I think there's two levels here, isn't there? There's always the bottom line level. Mm. You know, there's always the bottom line, which is what, I, you know, I hope not to have to go to in this conversation because, you know, this is about being human. Um, yeah. But but certainly the bottom line is that organisations do much better with diverse, talented workforces, yeah. uh, inclusive workforces. It, it's an absolute fact and it is proven. Um, and uh, so, you know, that that is the bottom line. But also, you know, as a leader day to day, your... Um, it's coming from the humanity point of view. Leaders need to be equipped to understand, nurture and develop all types of people yeah. to create that, you know, that high performing team, that team yeah. that everybody, you know, wants to be wants to be in. And 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 for me, um, and I was talking to a large organization just last week, and their focus was very much on providing training for the minority groups mm. in allowing them to flourish express and flourish yes. and see express where their their career path yeah. to be and my view actually you know it's a balance it's it comes from both ways and all directions yeah. the emphasis should not be on the minority groups to change it should be on the leaders and managers recognizing their privilege yes and creating an environment and an example where those all can flourish oh, so layered because what i'm thinking about as as you're saying all of this is, is maslow's hierarchy of needs and knowing that you know in order to get to that point of self-actualization you need to feel that sense of belonging you can feel that sense of belonging if everybody feels that you know you are you know you're included if everyone enables you to feel included but also just on that point where you say that um leadership wanted um you know minoritized people to receive a certain amount of training well doesn't that show that um there is care there there is a, a desire to invest also so i think it can be seen from, it's complicated so it's not simple it at is, all. yeah but i think it can also you know it can um it, it depends on com company culture doesn't it if there is a culture of inclusivity and it's generally diverse and open and welcoming then that could be seen as a positive thing but also it can be it's also it is absolutely positive um but but it but it doesn't 
uh, remove the responsibility of, of no, middle and senior management yes. Yes. to understand what inclusive leadership um, looks like. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. and, and, you know, if, if you are a type of leader who wants to develop your people and as you're going, then mm. this is absolutely key uh, yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Angelina, it's been absolutely lovely speaking yeah, great. with you. We could go yeah. on for ages. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I keep promising promising myself I'll I'll keep this short and sweet. So because otherwise people will be like, I can't listen to this hour. Yeah, that's enough yeah. now. Yes. So thank you so much. Um, for those who are listening to the podcast, uh, we always put the podcast episodes on our websites. But you might be listening to this on uh, Spotify or Apple Music. But if you go on the website, details of Voce Consultants Consultants Consultancy. Consult. Consult. That's the one. <laughs> I'm talking now. They'll be on there. Okay. So, um, and of course, I how I found Angelina uh, Riza, 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 Riza. I'm just gonna stop now. Don't it's worry. Via LinkedIn. Have a pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, yeah, I'd love to. And and uh, look forward to working with you further, Rebecca. It'd be fabulous. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. Yeah.